climbers. I got an interesting question through my email the other day from someone in the community. How do you stay inspired to write songs? They're having trouble with it. I'm going to give you the answer here because I think a lot of you may have trouble with it too. And this is too good not to share. So listen up because we want you to win. Welcome to the club! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music industry, the music business. That's what you're going to need. Leverage, a track record. you got to prove that people like it. It ain't just a concept. It's proof of concept. When you have enough proof of concept, that's called leverage. Everybody comes to you. It's that simple. You don't need anybody's permission but you got to create the leverage yourself. That's why we call it the climb, C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. That's so brilliant. <laughs> That's so good. That's a backstrom. For my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter, who is a hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. Had a couple number ones in the last couple years at Southern Gospel. He's making miracles happen in Southern Gospel, in country. He's making miracles happen in bluegrass. He's everywhere. He's like Superman. All right. <laughs> and what I love about or Brent the is he, uh, Or the street. <laughs> or the street. He's everywhere. He's he, everywhere. <laughs> He helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro. And once those two stars align, then, you know, you need you're ready for some relationships. And he makes that happen, too. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs. Just to name a few, you can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there's no S because there is no other Johnny D. Johnny, what's up? How you doing? How you doing, brother? Man, I'm great. The Hogs played last night at the time of this recording, beat Gonzaga. Yeah. Gonzaga. And we're gone to the, to the Elite <clears throat> Eight. And, we and they were the underdog in that game, Oh, if man, I'm not we're mistaken. always an underhog, man. So The underhog. Uh, <laughs> at the time of this recording, we get to play Duke uh, tomorrow night. Uh, so that'd be over by the time y'all hear this, but it's, I think it's the first time we played Duke since we uh, beat them for the Natty back in '94. So all kinds of good memories, and so wow. I'm fired up. And of course, if it's already over and Duke beats us, well, then we had a heck of a run. But if we beat Duke, then we still running. That's right. Hey, that's good. Already, your 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 alumnus your alumni donations uh, went up just for being in the elite eight, baby. That's like, okay, there's potential here. That's good for the school. That's good, <laughs> That's for, the good for the school. That's right. Hey man, all, all, all three right. money sports or football, basketball, and baseball have all been ranked in the top 10 at some point in the past calendar year. So that's, it's good to be That's an killer. It's good to be an archie right now. It's good to be an archie. I love it. That's I right. love it. What are we going to learn today? Inspiration. Uh, yes. So a question came across my desk. Uh, said, hey, Brent, my question is, how do you stay inspired to write new songs? I have a couple, I've written a couple, but I have trouble thinking of new ideas. I thought it was a great question. I'm, I'm sure a lot of writers deal with it. Obviously, I have to deal with it because I continually write songs. And so I wanted to dive into that today, see if I can provide some value to y'all climbers out there. Is that is that just lyric inspiration or are we talking melody and music inspiration? It's just too? how do you stay inspired Politics? to write new songs? So, okay. you know, I take right. it more well, I, got, from, I, got, I, I got some opinions on that. Oh, good, good. Because, you know, I, I look at things more from a, a lyric angle because that's what I do. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts on it, too. So we're going to dive in, and I think it'd be fun. All right. Well, before we do that, let's take care of a little business. Mm -hmm. All right. We uh, want you to join the Climb community on Facebook. This is a thriving group. It's growing every day. Singers, songwriters, indie artists, indie musicians, People helping people are the most wonderful people. We've got like-mindedness in there. We've got people hooking up with co-writes from not one, not two, but three different countries and making money on those. We put those people on dang podcast because it's just a vulgar display of prowess. <laughs> and um, I mean, people asking marketing questions, you know, responding. Like, uh, we're, Brent and I are constantly, if we see something that we think would be valuable to the community in terms of news, we're going to put that up there. 
and uh, and try to inform you of it. So it can be like a pseudo aggregate sort of news feed for you to mm-hmm. an information feed, a place, a hub, if you will, to go and and be a part of the community, ask questions, get answers, all that. And um, you we want listen, you gotta ask to be let in, but we let everybody in, okay? And know this. We want to hear about your gigs. We want to hear about your song. We want you to brag about yourself, but mm-hmm. you got to do it in the right places. If you do it in the wrong places, uh, let me just let me just point it. I just thought of this the other day. Let me okay. just point this out. Like when you come into a community that's like, we want to hear all about it, but in this room over here, and you're like, no, I'm going to talk about it right here. <laughs> right. Then it's almost like social proof positive that you're a tool. <laughs> Or that you're so unaware. Yeah. You're so, you lack so much self-awareness that you can't possibly be of value to this community. So, so keep that in mind. I mean, when I just, you know, from my perspective, when I see that, when I see somebody put a feed of, uh, hey, just came out with a new song or here's our gig in Seattle and you've got it on the feed and it's not where it's supposed to be. The first thing that comes to my mind, whether it's right or it's wrong, you can call me a judgmental SOB. I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> first thing I think. like how, how, how else would you have found out about this community? Mm-hmm. Because you heard us on the podcast. Uh, you know, I'm figuring what kind of my, what my theory is, is some people, they run across it because they look for singer, songwriter, artist communities, and it comes up or they're just searching for groups. And, you uh, know, we true. let them okay. in and then they're just spamming and jamming, man. They're just spamming and just going through yeah. and dropping links in all the groups and not even paying attention to what group they're in. Just like, I'm in this group. Spray and pray. Spray yep. and pray. So uh, they can go. You will. I tell you, on that point, on that mm-hmm. point, I think you, you, you've, you've actually... You have articulated in beautiful words so much better what I'm feeling than I did myself. Okay, lyricist, and and that is is this is it's like you're not there to give a damn thing, not to give, right? You're just there to take. You just come right in the door and you're like, "Where's the beer at? Where I'm hungry. What's your name? Hey, make me something to eat. (laughs) You know, like, hi, I'm Johnny. Like, why are you here? Oh, because I'm awesome. Because I saw a bunch of cars and it looks like a party. it's a pleasure for you to know me that's what it feels like right yeah yeah it's like we just knew it was a party so we just came in and you're like no get the hell out yeah get out get out so so hey man just there's only three freaking rules i think right like basically probably we're in the music industry we don't like a lot of rules don't give me no rules right you can color on the walls if you want just color on the walls in the right room that's all you gotta do we got any wins? Yes, of course we do. We always have some wins in here. So so you know the rules, in case you're new here, because you probably are scared off by now. Johnny gets very passionate. But every Wednesday that I'm on my game, we post the New Heights post. So it's just a post in the Facebook group, and that's where we encourage you to share your wins. So you just comment under that post. So everyone knows where all the fun stuff is for that, and they can go and they can see the wins, and they can start conversations and, and share and all that good stuff. So it's in one spot, which makes it uh, a lot more findable. So... Uh, a couple this time, we have Kathy Wallace, who says, had a great write in Nashville yesterday. She's from Missouri, but she was making a trip into Nashville. Said a publisher meeting this morning, an A&R meeting this afternoon, and another write tonight. Plus, enjoyed great live music, making every minute here count. Love that, Kathy. I know that feeling. Love it. And, of course, you have people like Sunday Joe and Randy England cheering her on. Because uh, that's the deal here. You, you post a win, and you're going to have somebody in the community, especially as they get to know you and you get to know them commenting and making relationships and it's a beautiful thing we have uh climber and podcast guest on the video content challenge carrie cunningham uh, yes i think i think her episode of video content challenge has more than anyone else's if i uh, as far as video content challenges i think she shared it around so thank you carrie uh thank you carrie she has started or finished 30 songs so far in 2022 so at the time of this recording is getting to be late march uh, so still working on the rewrites. So good job, Carrie. And let's see what else we have here. Uh, we have, uh, oh, also from Carrie. Today's AJ Rags latest release, We Were the Band, is featured on social media influencer Scott Scott's Cake Love, latest cake-making skills. I guess that's a maybe YouTube or something. But I'm the co-writer <laughs> and also co-produced it along with being his vocal producer. So the cake and the song go well together. <laughs> so that's nice. awesome. So finding other ways, how do you get to seven, right? Yeah. She's finding other ways to get one of hers. I guess she's not the artist, but AJ Rags getting his song used in a different context to get people to hear it. And hopefully they hear it and go, what, what is that? That's cool. So we have other wins, but that's, we would just like a 
kind of go down the list and pick a couple of them. Uh, so that's a few wins. So appreciate you all. Thanks for sharing that with us and keep on climbing. There we go. All right. So, yeah, congrats to everybody. Carrie Cunningham, vulgar display of prowess. Uh, love you. You're doing great. Yes. Make sure that you subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you consume the podcast. Leave a rating and review on iTunes before they take it away, mm-hmm. just because you should. It's the right thing to do. And, <laughs> <laughs> and tell a friend about it. That's the big deal, man. You spent all this time with us, Brent, and I are very, very grateful. We know that. You're not on an outreach program for us, man. You're getting something out of this. We're here to give you something to get out of it. So spread it around. Tell some other people. Tell a musician. Tell a songwriter. Tell an artist. Hey, there's some great stuff on here. Check this out. Let them know what your favorite episode is. Share that episode. And if they make it real easy on these podcast platforms to do that. It's like two mm-hmm. clicks, man. Just go and do it. You know? Yeah, we appreciate it. And let everybody know. All right. So inspire. Yes. Inspire me with so- your inspirational story on inspiration yep so again the the question came in (laughs) brent my question is how do you stay inspired to write new songs all right so i've written i don't know how many songs you know in the four figures of songs and many other song starts and everything and and i thought it was a great question so maybe you deal with this yourself uh climber so let's dive into it my first point is if feel like the hulk at the end of the avengers you want to know my secret I'm always angry, right? This My secret is, you want to know my secret to staying inspired? I don't rely on inspiration. Ooh. I don't rely on inspiration. Hello. Yeah. You know who does rely on inspiration? The amateur. The professional is not afforded the luxury of waiting on inspiration to find me. I just don't. I cannot rely didn't see upon that, that coming. I didn't see that ambush coming. Yeah, it's Did true, not though. see that. It's a, it's a different way of thinking about it. It's like, well inspiration why would i wait on that <laughs> right yeah that's what amateurs do I mean, you ever hear of a plumber having like plumber's block like writer's block like <laughs> dude i just don't know if i can i've call. heard of a plumber removing some blockages they, but uh, and and plumber's crack right but but not plumber's <laughs> block uh, they remove blockages exactly you don't like i don't know man i mean i feel like dr- crawling under that house but it's not like i just can't crawl under that house I just can't get under yeah. that sink. No, you don't hear of like it's tax season, right? So you don't hear about like accountants getting CPA block. I don't know, man. Just can't add today. I just can't, can't do the ledgers <laughs> yeah. today. I'm just not feeling it. No. Why? Yeah. Because you know, just because our work may be more mysterious than say a truck driver's or a newscaster's doesn't mean that we're at the mercy of inspiration. Those people aren't, you know, they aren't at the mercy of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we just look at our sometimes as the creative pursuits as being uh, at the mercy of inspiration. And, and some of this I'm stealing from uh, Stephen Pressfield, who wrote The War of Art. Mm-hmm. Some of this mindset and probably phraseology and stuff comes from him. But he's like, you know what? If, if you have a day job outside of music, you're already a professional in that job. Right. In some area of your life, mm-hmm. you're probably already a professional. And what do professionals do? They show up every day. They stay until the workday is over and they work even when they don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, guess what? If you want to be a professional songwriter or an artist or whatever, you got to do the same thing. You got to show up every day. You got to work till the end of the day and you got to show up even when you're not really feeling it. So that's right. For myself, I'm often not inspired by a particular idea when I sit down to write. Now, I love it when that happens, right? But it's honestly, it's rare that I just just so happens as I sit down, an idea hits me during my work day where I can go, oh, here we go. Let's go. Let's start writing this sucker. Can't wait. Just out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Usually if that happens, again, it's rare these days, but that'll happen when I'm like hanging out with the kids and I get an idea or I'm supposed to be about, you know, or I'm lying in bed about to go to sleep and something hits me because I'm listening to music and I get inspired or whatever. But not usually like during my normal day work hours. Just doesn't happen mm-hmm. much. So what do I do to keep coming up with new songs and song ideas? There are a couple of things I do. So these are some things that hopefully will be actionable for you, the techniques that you can use to not wait on inspiration. You can go out and, and chase it. You know, I believe that um, inspiration is like, is like a woman, you know, inspiration wants to be, wants to be wooed. You know, wants to know that you're serious about this relationship before they commit, right? Why would, why would the muse grace me with her presence if I'm just sitting on the couch eating Cheetos or I'm just not doing anything to 
show up, right? But mm-hmm. I found out that if I do the work, inspiration will go, okay, he's serious. I'll grace him with my presence. I'll show up if he shows up first. You go first. I'll be fashionably late. You be all dressed up. You can knock on the door. Tell me you're standing at the bottom <laughs> of the stairs. I'll be fashionably late. <laughs> and I will come down the stairs after you really want it and you're still there. <laughs> and I will come down the stairs and you will be glad you waited for me. Right? But you got to do the work and show up. You got to get dressed. You got to drive over and knock on the door. Come in. All right. Come in. And you got there. And I'm thinking of like prom. You got the boutonniere. (laughs) You know, I got the corsage. You know, I'm waiting at the bottom of the stairs going, okay, I got, I'm done my stuff. I'm here. I'm ready. You know, like she doesn't just show up (laughs) in the prom dress at your house and you're still like in your boxers and, you know, whatever. What? What? You know, like Cheeto, Cheeto dust on your fingers. Exactly. Hold on a sec. Let me let me go let me go take a quick shower and I'll be down in a second. Exactly. No. And inspiration's <laughs> like, okay, I'll wait for you. No. No, it it doesn't. You know. <laughs> so these are things that I do to get dressed up, get my tux on, rent the limo, and pull out all the stops and go knock on our door and be like, Juliet, wherefore art thou? <laughs> you know? <sighs> but I'm going to the party with or without you. So come on. So the first thing I do, and we've talked about this some on the podcast, but I do my daily title habit, uh, which is my goal is to every day. And, and these days is more every work day because my uh, my book. So I have all these little notebooks and journals and stuff. So I have one right here, my little black book of, of hooks. And I, I keep it out in my office where I'm working. And every day, that's my goal is to write down a title, come up with the title somehow, some way. James Clear has a book called Atomic Habits. And he talks about habit stacking. And so what got me into this habit, what got me going was what what habit do I already have that I do every day? And that's take my vitamins in the morning. At least at that point in my life, I was taking vitamins first thing in the morning. And so I put this little black book right beside my vitamins. And so every time I went to go get my vitamins, I'd see that black book and that would remind me, oh yeah, I need to come up with a title today. So it was a set, they call it habit stacking. I'm stacking one new habit on top of an existing habit. So that's my habit. Johnny, we've talked about, you know, keeping it right there by your uh, toilet paper, right? Because you have a daily thing that you probably take care of every day. And well, I got a minute (laughs) or 20, depending on how, what your, how your life is. And here's this book where I can write down titles, right? I try to do that every day. And what helps keep me honest on that is I have another little black book. It's a habit tracker book I got for like seven bucks off Amazon and, you know, you can list these different habits and check them off every day for like a year and see if you've been doing it. And one of my habits, my daily habits is daily title. Did I come up with a title today? No, they're not all going to be great. Most of them are not great. But as we found with doing our song title challenges, sometimes there's more there than you think. But thing is, I can't do my, I can't write an idea based off a title if I don't have a title. So that's one thing I try to do every day is my daily title habit and i'm marking on my calendar so i know if i did it or not last night was a busy day we did we did like four podcast episodes yesterday i had a jam session in co-writer cafe for the songwriting pro community it would i had dinner with in-laws it was just like a busy day and you know what when i'm looking through my habit tracker book i'm like you know what i haven't done my daily title yet for the day so i ended up writing one down at like 9.30 p.m. last night. Would have been super easy to forget if I didn't have that habit tracker book to ping me. So what gets measured gets managed. I measure that stuff. So I came up with the title last night that I wouldn't have otherwise because I want to get that mark on my calendar because once that day is passed, I can't ever go back and mark it. I can't go back in time. So that's one thing mm-hmm. I do is start getting the fill up the top of the funnel, you know, the fat end of the funnel where all the stuff comes in. Mm-hmm. So I do that my daily title habit. The other thing I do is most every day I do the song title challenge, my personal song title challenge. So if you've heard them on the show, you know about these, uh, it's low stakes and that's when I'm inviting inspiration. And I am almost never inspired when I sit down and open up the documents to get going on my daily song title challenge. Now, the more I do it, the more I'm inspired going, Ooh, what might happen today? But I'm not inspired by a particular idea. You know, with the daily, my personal song title challenge, I'm just working down the next 10 titles in my list going, what's next? What oh, I got to pick one of these. Actually, it's 20. I go through like 20 at a time and I'll pick one out. And then, you know, 
have I don't even use a timer anymore just because I'm so used to it. But at the beginning, I'd set my timer for 10 minutes. So it's low stakes and go, okay, I picked my best title out of that 20. Let's dive in and see what's there. And almost without fail, without five or 10 minutes into it, something clicks and I get an idea and I start getting inspired. But I'm almost never inspired when I first start off. Like when I'm opening the documents, my unwritten titles list, I'm not, I don't know what I'm going to write. I'm not inspired by any particular thing. But then I start working and then inspiration usually shows up. You look like you want to say, yeah. So, 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 so let's just hold on. Let's go down that rabbit hole for a second. Mm-hmm. So, brings me back to the, the John Cleese story yes. of Monty Python, where it, which is kind of the inspiration for Song Title Challenge came from a climber who sort of called us out uh, in, a, in a good way, mm-hmm. like a challenge way yeah. on, uh, where was that on? It was um, on iTunes. It was an iTunes review. It was an on iTunes review. Where he's like, I want to hear you guys write a song, right? And to, I think you have the best way to describe that's just not a spectator sport, man. And, <laughs> right, yeah. and, and, and it's certainly not an audio spectator sport. Right. Listening to somebody, watching somebody try to do it would be bad enough, right? Oh, yeah. And it would take, it would be just like a snoozer. But then listening is it's just even worse. It just would not translate. So we kind of, you and I cooked up the idea of what if we just did this song title thing and did the challenge? Well, um, and then the other part of that, like I remember thinking this when we came up with Song Title Challenge, was the story about John Cleese and Monty Python. And he was always talking about one of his compadres in, in, in the Monty Python group, which is, you know, if you don't know who Monty Python is, first of all, shame on you. You should know. Hmm. Secondly, it is this huge comedy, you know, this comedy troupe of, of, of people who, who just, created so much amazing stuff yeah one of the people in that group who he didn't name right because he didn't want to call him out or be mean but he would like he would always be like oh well we've got a line that's funny now we're good let's move on yeah and john would be like no creativity is a discipline right Mm. it's it's you have to show up to be creative Mm -hmm. and then you have to put in the time and he's like no 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 we're going to continue working on this for the next 15 minutes and it was like usually the last five minutes of that next 15 minutes is when they got the really really good Mm -hmm. clever angle and so he's like consequently my stuff was used more than his stuff because my stuff was more clever and it's only because he looked at it the way that you're talking about yeah. it, like within a professional framework. And we've proven it time and time again, live right here on this podcast where mm-hmm. we have guests come in and, and, and we go down that road and we've had songs now that have gotten cut and gotten synced. We've had songs that have gotten cut from that, that, that I'd say we, I mean, the yeah. artists have, the yeah. writers have, but yeah. it just sort of sprung a little bit of inspiration sprung from the song title challenge part of it. The idea of uh, that, that you can go back to, like, as you were mentioning before, to, to early in your hookbook, and you're going to choose these next group of 20 songs. I'm going to pick one from there. I'm going to do a song title challenge on it. And then just by thinking about it differently, that, that, that tool, that mental tool that you use, mm-hmm. which is a song title challenge, of, which requires 15 minutes. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to think about this a different way. And all of a sudden, pow. That's because you went digging for the inspiration. It didn't just blow across your desert front porch like a tumbleweed. Uh, You had to go digging for it, like for gold. And then you're like, oh, here we go. There it is. But you got to pick up that shovel and you got to put you got to put your back into it. Exactly. Yeah. So how do I stay inspired? Uh, Start before I'm inspired. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so you don't wait to be inspired to start working. Exactly. Because that's a. That's a terrible strategy if you want to be a professional. If you want to be an amateur. It's a terrible strategy for a, try keeping a job at McDonald's and only coming in when you're inspired. Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> That's People good. try that. Yeah. And even at McDonald's, they don't last. Yeah. So, That's right. yes. Would you like fired with that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Doesn't work. That's good. <laughs> All right. So, you know, yes, I don't. I don't wait for inspiration. I go, I go chasing it. And I heard a, um, I don't, I don't remember who the writer was. It was a pro writer talked about, he said, I don't write, you know, it's like, don't write when you're inspired, write until you're inspired. There you go. And there you go. That's it. 
that's like, okay, if you want to be professional, you can't wait on your feelings. I like that. Say that again. Yes. Don't write when you're inspired. Write until you're inspired. Show up. And I, so, so I want to, like, one of the lessons I learned, like, as an artist, and, I, and um, it, it also, so if, if I, I view myself as an artist in the marketing world now, right? It's mm-hmm. just I'm playing a different song. I'm, 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 I'm creating something different, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But one of the biggest lessons I learned was it, it, sometimes she does show up in the prom dress when you're sitting on the couch with a bag full of Cheetos mm-hmm. and, and you got your fat pants on and you're just, you know, you're not expecting it in any way, shape or form. And right. she shows up on the door and knocks in the prom dress. And you're like, Oh crap. Yeah. Uh, so many times I've been like, not today I'm watching a TV show. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you turn her away and she's like, okay. And off she goes to, to, to inspire somebody else. Yeah. Right. I always call it. And I tell this to my artists when I'm developing, I was like, honor the muse. So when it does show up, mm-hmm. When it does show up, you've got to just, you've got to honor the music. You get to drop everything mm-hmm. that you're doing and just write it down if it's a lyric idea. Um, for me, a lot of times it was a musical idea and mm-hmm. I would have one of those little hand recorders, those little micro cassette yeah, recorder yeah. things. And you got to like play the lick mm-hmm. on the guitar or something because, because I'll tell you what, like this is where this is really weird and really ethereal, but we're all musicians and we'll get it. If you've ever heard a pro guitar player, or if you can imagine two guitar players, one's an amateur, one's a pro, Mm -hmm. and they're both playing the same lick, and they're both playing the same notes, Mm -hmm. and it's not like one is not like a fumbled or uh, it's not a catastrophe in the sense that it's out of time, but what's the difference between the two? Mm -hmm. It's the feel, right? It's like where they're putting that phrasing musically in relation to the beat. Well, when you come up with something like that in your head and you sort of have this feel that you have in your head that in, in the sense that you have this, this, this melody and a, or a guitar lick or a groove and it's relationship to the beat in your head. If you don't like record it on something really quick and now we just have iPhones, you can just mm-hmm. like lick, throw it out right there. Then I would go back afterwards and play the same notes and I couldn't reconnect with the feel. Like, yeah, I, it was so weird because I didn't, I didn't put that part of it down. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's where I was just like, you know, sometimes like, gosh, you know, you know, and I'm like, I'm just sort of, I'm making sure that it's very clear when I come back mm-hmm. as a complete moron tomorrow, and I've forgotten about this whole thing. Yeah, that I can pick up on that feel, and and so that's like me telling myself in the future, like, hey, dummy. This yeah. is how it's supposed to go. Yeah. Or, or, and, and I, and I, and I give you the, um, Rolling Stone. the famous Keith Richards yeah. Rolling Stone story of satisfaction. Am I getting ahead of you? Did you already have that? No, no, but I just know the story uh, and that fits. It. Yeah. I mean, he, he woke up in the middle of the night and, and had satisfaction came to him in a dream and he recorded it right then and there on something that was by his bedside table, mm-hmm. went back to sleep, woke up the next morning, didn't even remember doing it. Yeah. I mean, if you can imagine Keith Richards, I'm sure he was sober as a judge when that happened. <laughs> right. Of course he didn't remember it, but then he's like, oh, and then it turns into their signature song Mm -hmm. that put them on the map and that whole thing. So that's honoring the muse. Like sometimes when that happens in in the middle of the night, do do not roll over and go back to sleep. Get up, turn on the light, write that down, Uh get it out and then go back to sleep. Like, because then you can start stacking that stuff up and it's not forsaken uh, you know, cause I lost a lot that way doing that, man. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so important. So it's filling up the, the top of that funnel, you know, hopefully what comes yeah. out of that funnel is a good song. And so right. it takes a lot in the front end of that funnel. For me, it's, it's titles. Yeah. For other people, it may be licks. It may be bits of melody. You got to capture that stuff. Cause maybe you don't have time to sit down right then and, and like work on the whole thing, but you save mm-hmm. them up. And then when it, it's kind of giving you a running start for when you do have your time that hopefully you're scheduling. And you know, yeah. sometimes you just write because it, it pops up. Hey, great. Other times it's scheduled, you know, and you sit down and it kind of gives you a running start. You have something you're not starting from zero. I mean, the, the blank page is like a bully. It will yell yeah. things at you that you hope your mama never hears <laughs> and right. all kinds of things about your, how you're faking it as a, as a creative, you're a fraud, all that stuff. But man, if I can, start off with a not blank page that 
gives me tremendous leverage over that bully. You want my lunch money? Well, guess you what? I got a whole roll of quarters here. It's in my fist. You're about to get my lunch money, right? <laughs> Pow. Oh, right there, I gave my lunch money. Outside his nose. What are some other ways to, to get titles? Let's, I guess, maybe back up a little bit, dive into that. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Is again, filling up the top of that funnel. I have various exercises. One is called Buried Treasure. You know, I still have a, a CD rack behind me in my, in my office here. Don't have a CD player unless I hook an external one up to my laptop. But <laughs> I still have all the booklets. You love it when they put the lyrics in there. And the other day I was flipping through, just not looking for titles of the titles of the songs, but within the lyric, the body of the lyric, looking for interesting phrases that could be a title. Why? Because I want to... I want to get my daily title. I want to mark that off. And so that's looking within songs for phrases mm-hmm. that could be a title of your song. So again, I'm not jacking somebody's title. Now we all write, end up writing the same titles by accident, but I just don't want to know I'm doing it. Right. Right. Cause you can't copyright a title. So it's fine, but I just don't want to know I'm doing it, but I'm looking within the body of, of lyrics for that. You can use lyric videos. You can just go down the, the rabbit trail on your streaming service. If they show lyric, in genres you don't normally listen to and to start looking through lyrics going, is there a phrase here? That's interesting. You know, books of poetry, uh, chapter titles, book titles, uh, go on to Amazon and, and put in a search under books for like love or deception or what, and just see what like book titles come up and there might be a book mm-hmm. title. Like, oh, there's one, you know, might be interesting. Same kind of thing. I'll Michael, what? Michael Garvin uh-huh. is a is a is a friend. Like he's he wrote, um, God, he's written like Merle Haggard songs. He wrote "Waiting for Tonight" for Jennifer Lopez. I mean, yeah, he's all over the map, right? He's done a ton of killer stuff. He floored me one day. What's up? He's like, I get a lot of titles from watching sitcoms. Yeah, I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. Like, have you ever done that? I'm like, I've watched a lot of sitcoms. He's like, no, but have you ever just not watch the sitcom to be entertained, but actually just hyper-focused on the dialogue. And yeah. I'm like, no. And he's like, you're welcome. But I was just <laughs> like, what? And if you go just like, and just really focus on the dialogue and like maybe nowadays you can just click that caption thing yeah, on your TV and you can watch the dialogue and don't even look at the show. Yeah, we're- Just listen and read the dialogue in less than an hour. You probably come up with two, three different, little clever ideas that are really, really smart, you know, that are just, that are, it's like a never ending well of inspiration right there for title stuff. It's interesting. I mean, one of the, at least for me, a famous example of that is from Jerry Maguire. You had me from hello. Yeah. And then that goes on to be a a Kenny Chesney, probably number one for him. He and Skip Ewing wrote. 
So yeah, and that's and and that's like an I listen. Okay, that's a very very obvious example, yes, right? It because it's it's that was an iconic. It was built to be like, that. That's an iconic hook on of that movie. Uh-huh. You know that and show me the money. Those yeah. are like the two. Those are the two big hooks on it. Uh, and then they wrote that song about it. And and uh, but I, I think that if, like if we went through and down Michael Garvin's if we had an encyclopedic knowledge of all the sitcoms on TV and then we would look at his, all the songs he's written and gotten cut, we'd be like, Oh crap. Yeah. That's smash. That's Seinfeld. That's, that's, friends, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. It's just a little, it's, 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 it just goes by so fast. It might not even be uh, that showcase moment. Hook. Yeah. yeah. And it might not be a big moment, but the, the dialogue is there. I mean, Holy crap. Like what could you get out of any Aaron Sorkin movie? Mm. Or any Quentin Tarantino. I was thinking like Tarantino. Those, yeah. Holy crap. Okay, so I'm just thinking, just just right now. So this just happened. Just while we're talking, right? I'm thinking Aaron Sorkin. I'm thinking there's a really freaking huge uh, line at the end of A Few Good Men. Hey, you don't have to have a badge to have honor. You don't uh, have to wear a badge. You don't have to have a badge in your arm to have honor. Like, yeah. What could you do with that? Like song title challenge. What? Yeah. That was such a huge line, and he's like ten hut, you know, and it's like a big moment. But that that is like whoa. Yeah, of course, the big line from that was you know you can't handle the truth. Was yeah, it was yeah. a big line from a few good men. But yeah, any of those uh, that are great dialogue writers, you know, Tarantino. I mean, if I were to watch Pulp Fiction again, that'd be interesting to try and pull out song titles. Yeah. You know how Julia Cameron's artist way and she talks about like your artist date. You have to have an artist date yeah, once or twice a week. Well, you can make this one of your artist dates, mm-hmm. you know, like just sit down for one sitcom. It's a half an hour of your day. Mm-hmm. Pull up anything. Turn up the um, captioning. Uh, turn on the c- captioning. Get your notebook out. And, and, just, and just focus on the words. Mm-hmm. And, and and don't even look at what's happening in the TV. Like don't 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 focus on the acting. Don't focus on the visual. Just on the captions and listening, and and watching that. So you got audio, you got visual coming in, and then see what you come up with. And I think it's like wow. Yeah, well, basically, that that's, be that's the same thing you can do with a lyric video. Yeah, that's basically yeah. closed captioning for the song, and you know you're just looking not for the title. That's the title of that song, but for the just a line in there yep. or a word or a phrase, something that'll hit you. And then you yeah. start filling up the, the front of that, the top of that funnel. So yeah, I'm glad we went back to dive into that a little bit more. So we have song title habit. We have song title challenge. And so that's working it down the funnel, right? To work on like, what's going to be the song. Another way I stay inspired is co-writing because we don't always write my ideas. You know, mm-hmm. and and I'm fine with that. I always want to come with ideas, and most of the ideas I've been bringing into co-writes for a while now have come from my song title challenge because that's just where mm-hmm. I'm developing ideas, and that's not always. Uh, sometimes they're newer stuff, but it, a lot of this stuff is old titles that I've put the work in, and so it mm-hmm. makes me feel very confident walking into co-writes when I have a stack of lyrics and. People love to see me coming in with stacks of lyrics. You're like, Ooh, what's in the box? You know? Yeah. What you got for me today? <laughs> you know? Sit down. Yeah, exactly. It's not ready yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, what have you got? So I love that feeling. Smack their hand. Yeah. Yeah, we don't always write my ideas, but I like to show up. It makes me feel more confident and like I'm respecting their time uh, that I'm going to bring in some some stuff to the buffet, some dishes to the buffet. But like recently I was writing with an artist who had just broken up with his girlfriend and he had a title. And so we had, I, I broke up and here's a title, but we didn't know exactly what that title meant, but it came from the breakup, but we decided to song title challenge it basically. And, and we kept spinning it till we found something we all liked. And then we we're all inspired. Let's go. And we wrote the song. That was somebody else's title that just dropped in. And that's part of what's good about doing your song title challenge. It just, it builds that into like muscle memory of like somebody throws out a title and you go, okay, what all could this be? Not just what could this be, but like what all could this be? You know, let's yeah. come up with some different angles and you just keep bouncing. You start training your co-writers to do that too. Cause when good things happen a time or two, that's where you're going to start. Like, let's just keep going. Like John Cleese. Might it be funnier yeah. if we did, you yeah. know, <laughs> this is funny, but might it be funnier if we did this other thing here? Yeah. So that's great. So it's not always my ideas. Other people may have stuff going on, stuff on their heart, some sort of drama, love, 
whatever, all the stuff. And then we tap into that and I'm helping them tell their story. And that can be inspiring. Or they have some great musical riff or vibe or track or something. And that can be inspiring. So not only do I, I mean, so that's relying on other people's inspiration to help me get inspired. That's a great way to get inspired. And it's just that energy of people being in the room. This podcast is more fun because I have you in the virtual room, Johnny, than if I were just pontificating myself and stuff comes up in stores I wouldn't have thought of or something pings off it. And so it's not all my out of my head, uh, which I definitely appreciate. So co-writing is a way to help kind of stay inspired. Thank you. Uh, The other thing that keeps me inspired is bills. Paying paying the bills? Paying the bills, yes. (laughs) Bills. I have bills to pay. And there are seven mouths in my house that need to be fed. Eight if you count the dog. And the dog likes to eat too. Um, So I have every incentive to sit down and write. And fill up that funnel and work songs through that funnel. And, I mean, no joke, that is an inspiration. (laughs) That keeps me inspired. That inspires me to sit down. And sometimes, you know, just the daily life stuff inspires songs. But really what that does is that inspires me to sit my butt down and work on a song uh, because we have bills to pay. But also, I want to keep doing this. I've had a day job before. I don't want to go back, <laughs> you know. So, 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 like, I think if you understand, if you come to, number one, understand, actually, number one, embrace. Number two, understand. And then number three, trust the process of it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like you write to be inspired instead of wait to be inspired yeah. to write. Then you know, right? Then you know. But the, the only way that you, the first is things you have to embrace it. Yeah. You know what I mean? The second thing is, is y- y- you have to understand it. You have to understand that I'm going to embrace this and I have to keep doing this and, and I'm going to find that groove. Like, yeah. you know, you're going to find that groove and then, and then, then now you trust it. Now you walk in the room knowing that you can't see the full staircase mm-hmm. in faith, right? Yeah. You only see the next step and you just have to take it one step at a time, but you're, you will climb the staircase to, to do that. You know, it's you know? like the headlights on a car. If you're driving, you got a hundred miles to drive and you start off after, after dark, you click on your headlights, how far can you see in front of you? Not that far. Definitely not the whole 100 yeah. miles. But you know what? You can make the whole trip that way. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing trusting how that, that works, right? Do what? <laughs> it's amazing how that works, It right? is amazing how that works. Um, and it's, yeah, it is. It's totally trusting the process that if I sit down and I do the work and I do it consistently, not every day is it going to work out for the, the best, but every day it's working, right? Mm-hmm. You may not be every day, oh my gosh, this title that I randomly came across or whatever is amazing. It's the best thing I've done. I'm not going to be that way every day, but that doesn't mean the process isn't working. You're building your chops. You're, you know, you'd mentioned honoring the muse when the muse strikes. Um, part of what you're doing is you're, you're building your muscle and how mm-hmm. to build songs so that when that great idea comes at you and it shows up in the middle of the night or in the middle of the day on a random Tuesday or whatever, unexpected, now you know what to do with it. You've done mm-hmm. the work, you've done the reps, and now you can you can chase it. And now you, you can treat it the way it deserves to be treated. I mean, we've probably all heard great ideas or great titles that ended up in mediocre songs. And you're like, oh, man, they didn't nail it. They didn't nail it. Yeah. Because they didn't have the chops yet. They, they kind of outkicked their coverage. They didn't know. They had a great potential that never lived up to that potential. And so part of showing up every day. They Ryan leafed it. They Ryan leafed it. So (laughs) part of showing up every day is going, okay, when the moment arrives, it's I'm going to match the moment because I've been preparing for this every day. And so that, that's a way to honor the muse. So musically, just a couple of things I'll throw in there. So a lot of y'all out there, you got multiple guitars, Uh right? Heck, even I have multiple guitars. There you go. (laughs) There you go. So I would love uh, often to have, I'd always have one guitar tuned differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like an open tuning. Yeah. Right. And if I had an open it that way, cause sometimes you just like pick it up, you sit down, you just pick it up and then you, you do something. And it's just like that first thing because it just sounds so different. It just taps mm-hmm. into this sort of 
it opens up another portal yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, really quick, you know? So I think that's interesting. Yeah, all of my guitars um, are tuned differently. They're all, <laughs> none of them are tuned <laughs> correctly. <wrong>. <laughs> they're all out of they tune. They were in tune when I bought them. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'm going to get my money back. I know, they're, thing, but... they're all out of tune differently. Anyway. <laughs> the other thing too is like, I used to like to bounce back and forth between if I got stuck on something, right? Uh-huh. Like to go try to, if I'm trying to write it on guitar and then I just go to piano. Yeah. And I suck at piano. Let me make no mistake. I'm friggin' horrible at it, but I can plunk around on it. Mm-hmm. And just because it's laid out differently, all of a sudden I can find a, a place that I want to go, you yes. know, or find a certain sort of chord. And it was cool. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing too, that's kind of fun is I think of, um, uh, I want to say it was, American Kids from Kenny Chesney. Yeah. I believe that the story behind that song was when the other writers kind of came in, the, the, the guy who got that groove, you know, boom, 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 boom. Mm. Like he had it on the bass. He just had this like funky yeah. thing going on the bass. And then they're like, oh, yeah, let's write that. That's cool. You know, and, he, and so here's a, there's no chords. It's just notes. Yeah. But he had this feel and it was just so he's just on a different instrument that maybe you're not normally going to write uh-huh. on a bass. But man, there's so many bass grooves that are just super, that are just super. Just catchy, super groovy, man. Yeah. yeah catchy. That just feels good. Just feels good. And that's, that's really, that's really cool. And, you know, from a producer perspective, uh, you come in, you've got a job that you got to do. We're going to record this. We're going to record that. But then like, you know, I've had a lot of luck with just when something happens and the artist kind of goes to this place mm-hmm. that's maybe not on the agenda for today that we need to do. Yeah. But it's like a really good place. You like just shut up and press record. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And and just get it because something different's happening. Mm-hmm. And that's cool too. And also in the studio, like when actually we go into track, like I'll, I'll, I'll have in pre-production a pretty good idea of where I want it to go and where I want it to be, Mm -hmm. but I'm not closed off to. So there's like, so in Nashville, you know, when you're tracking and and everybody gets in the room and they've heard the track, they've got the chart, they're going to sit down. We're going to render, right? We're going to cut this damn thing right now. And they start picking the their weapon of choice. The, the guitar player is going. I'm going to use this color on this guitar instead of this guitar because I like this color, or that color. And everybody's just kind of playing around. And then all of a sudden, maybe the guitar player is playing with a delay or something. It's like totally different than what you did. But I, I, I just, I just always kind of lay back and watch what they're doing. Yeah. And sometimes, um, I mean, I remember with the on that tracking session that we did with with. Um, with uh, Neil Schuyler, right? You co-wrote one of those songs yes. on there with her. There was another one that that uh, I think Dean Madonia wrote with her. And man, we had this, they just started doing something weird. Yeah. Like before, and it, so it's not like, time, it's not go time, right? Yeah. But but it's countdown. It's like T minus four minutes yeah. to the downbeat on this particular thing, right? Or maybe if it's a T minus two minutes, you know, mm-hmm. but they're just kind of messing around. Somebody did something, somebody else is like, oh, and then they kind of cut down and we're like, but it's it's in the chart, right? Like, yeah. and they're following that same sort of blueprint. We're like, oh yeah, just press record on that. Let's just, yeah. And that's the way that song ended up going, you know. So sometimes it's also being open to some other stimulus. Yeah, you know? I think that's great. I mean, there's so many drum tracks, loops. There's mm-hmm. apps for that that you can get on your phone if you just want to shake it up. Is loops? I've heard Steve Seskin talk about writing without your instrument. Just start yeah. vocalizing melodies. And then you can find yep. the chords because you you know you tend to have that muscle memory and you do the same grooves and the same mm-hmm. chord progressions all ad nauseum like it's the same one all the time there I start with my default groove, but then if you just start singing melodies, then you find the chords or the notes underneath it. It may be radically different yeah. than if you'd started with the guitar. Uh, her- Secret to Burt Bacharach's success right there. Okay, he sings a melody first. There you go, and it's worked for him. Another thing is yeah, kind of like you alluded to, Johnny with the piano is playing, pick up an instrument. You don't know, like you don't know how to yeah. play and just see what comes out for me. That's every, instrument. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's that there's, and there, there are, I'm looking at beat stars right now. So it's beatstars.com. Uh-huh. And basically it's these people go in, they make all these tracks 
They produce all these tracks and then you can lease them. You can buy them. You can have exclusive, you know, rights to mm-hmm. it, that kind of stuff. But you can just listen to it. And every once in a while they have the audio watermark of beat stars, you know, but, and, and there are some different things like that. And it's just like, Oh, here's a track with like full instrumentation, but no melody for like top line. Yeah. And I thought about getting on there just to practice my top lining to see like, what would I do here melodically and phrasing wise and to bring something yeah. else in, um, just to get a start and then, you know, not use their track or whatever, but just as here's, here's a guideline to, to get going with the melody. Yeah. Um, and so something like that might be cool to go, Oh, here's like a full finished track of all different genres. And I'm just going to see what kind of melody or lyrics pop off the top of that. Yeah. Uh, and you know, other, the other things I've done too is like, um, I think one of the favorite songs I've written is I was trying like hell to steal the Beatles. Don't let me down. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to plagiarize the crap out of that. Right. <laughs> Cause there's like that, that for those first two chords, you know, uh-huh. that first interval, it just, uh, you know, don't let me down. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I was just, trying so hard to write something that cool yeah and it just ended up being this frankenstein it's nowhere near it you know but (laughs) intentionally like i was morally corrupt i was Uh. gonna steal the fire out of that song (laughs) (laughs) and then it ended up being this totally different thing you know they don't want to be your hero and Mm -hmm. and it just was awesome man and i almost got that synced in a spider-man movie i mean i've had some some close calls with that yeah. and i haven't never been pushing it you know what i mean it just is kind of friends like man that song like can i do this i'm like yeah yeah go ahead yeah so but but that was just a, a, a it was a nefarious act right out of the game <laughs> i admit <Well>, yeah. <laughs> so, sometimes when i've been trying to find like an angle on a song it might be you know i'm doing my song title challenge but first i'm listening to some playlist stuff just you know for me it's usually country and i was listening to yeah, uh, one the other day as I'm looking through my my titles, and then just that the song I was listening to and the title I was looking at, I was like, oh, boom! All right, like they like that artist would do it. And like, now you connected the dot that vibe, needed to happen. Of course, I'm not writing melody, so I'm not jacking their melody. It's my title, so it's going to be different. But going, right. oh, if it's got this kind of attitude, this kind of energy, this kind of lane, this I, I found the actor right for this yeah 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 Yeah, for the role okay yeah yeah. and so that can be a way to figure some stuff out going i got this title i'm not sure where to go with it you can ask yourself go how would chris jansen do this how would jimmy buffett do this how would i don't know whoever white snake how would megadeth do this this? how would how would eminem do this how would (laughs) you know (laughs) megan the stallion do this whatever and you're it's going to lead you down different roads but that's a way to shake it up and go, oh, okay, this would be cool. You know, especially when you think of melodically vibe wise, lyrical, um, tone language, all that stuff. I mean, we, I've unlocked some songs before going, oh, working oh, with oh. a writer going, we're kind of stuck on this. I'm not really sure. It's kind of ballady. Then one of us goes, how would so-and-so write, sing this, you know, an artist that was hot at the time. We're like, Oh, they definitely have this kind of groove, and all of a sudden it became this cool thing. We're like, "That's it!" You and know, the log jam. The log jam goes the away. Jam yeah, the totally log jam went away. Our plumber's block went away. So, 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 okay. So, two things. So, one is you and I are always talking about you know tempo, 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 yeah. tempo, tempo, right? And right now, like every songwriter listening to this podcast has an, I promise you, an over, an ungodly overabundance of slow ballads. <laughs> right? Yeah. Go back to any of those ballads. And grab that beat, you know, just grab a beat, just grab a drum machine beat that's a mid-tempo or even an up-tempo mm-hmm. and, and then take that song and try to morph it. Yeah. One of two things is going to happen. You're either going to have like a really good time creating a different version of a song that you already wrote and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this freaking works way better, yeah. right? Or two, you're just going to go off on another rabbit hole because it's going to inspire you to do something yeah. different and, and you're in mid-tempo or up-tempo world. Mm-hmm which is really cool. And the last thing I would also tell you too, like lyrically, and I wonder if you've ever done this, Brian, I think you're much more like, a, you're much more intentional about certain things, but just as, let's just say it's a, a cre- it, it could be a creative little piece of dynamite that could blow up the log jam, mm. right? Yeah. Okay. 
is the is the David Bowie thing, man. Oh. Like he used to have the lyrics that he had, and then he would cut them out. Mm. He would write them down on a piece of paper and cut out each of the words, and then just start rearranging stuff. Yeah, just moving stuff around and re- just so now it's now it's like I don't have to think about a word. I just what if I put these two together and these two together? Yeah, and what happens? And then uh, you know sometimes that ends up being the lyric, but then sometimes it just because now you're just out of thinking about what you're going to write next. Mm-hmm. And you're just look again, it's kind of like lyrically going from the guitar to the piano, yeah. right? Where it's just going to be all laid out in front of you. And you're out of that. Like you said, you get in a rut playing the same groove and the mm-hmm. same, you know, this, so it's just another little trick that could be a log jam breaker where all of a sudden you're like, Oh crap. Why didn't I think about it this way? And then, ah, oh, there we go. And then off you, off you go. Yeah. What would know? be cool. It's not like that magnetic, you know, refrigerator poetry. Yeah, that everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what would be cool would be to if you could like scan in like I don't know a bunch of Taylor Swift lyrics, and then hit like the mm-hmm. randomizer, like groups of three, and this is going to start just boop, boop, random like jumbling the, the taking the words apart and then putting them back together in random orders, groups of three, like all these potential titles and go. What do I got? What do I got? What? Do I got? Oh, that's oh, something yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, man, there you go. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> Huh. Let's get That's that fun. app going. <laughs> just copy stuff in, throw it in there, and I don't know how you, you know, just randomize them. But the same kind of thing of just, yeah, putting it together. For me, I'd be looking for titles because once I kind of get going on what the idea is. Once you I'm, get going on your layer crew. Yeah, yeah, for me, yeah, yeah. it'd be more like looking for titles. Um, yeah. I mean, it could be, it could be verse, it could be titles. Same thing. Yeah. You just sort of put all these things together and then just, yeah, just pop them out. Mm-hmm. You could, I bet you could do that if you put a bunch of different words in into excel mm-hmm. yeah right and then you just found different ways to shuffle them no, that's true yeah columns we uh, i remember at nsai years ago that that was an exercise they had us do one night at a workshop it was like you know make a long list of nouns like make a long list of adjectives, adjectives and then a yeah. list of something else or whatever and then just start randomly you know kind of you know, call out a number 15 32 45 yeah. boom 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 <laughs> now i have sweet tornado hummus yeah. Okay. Oh, well, interesting. Yeah. And you just start jumping. And right together. there, sweet tornado. Well, go, that was on. that was one <laughs> of the ones that we came up with that night. I've never forgotten. That's really cool. It was, yeah. it was like an adjective and a and a noun. And somebody yelled out sweet and somebody yelled out tornado. We we're like, ooh, everyone kind of went, ooh, that is good. It could be about kids. Yeah. It could be about and that's one that seriously has been over a decade. And I still remember that one from that exercise in that, you know, at that NSAI yeah. workshop. Uh, I just added the hummus just now because we have some in the fridge I'm looking forward to. But um, (laughs) yeah, that's just ways to fill up the top of that, the top of that funnel. And maybe that's, you know, again, just working until you're inspired, not waiting to be inspired. But that's what we got. I love it, man. So hopefully that's, that's killer. That's a good answer. So I'm just going to email her back and tell her to listen to episode uh, 319. When that that person that emailed me at the beginning going, how do you stay inspired? Episode 319. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> there you go yep really there's an episode that inspires you and seriously yeah. if y'all have questions kind of hit us up in the climb community it may prompt an episode well no how about this I, well, let's do a challenge when this this episode drops like if you're in the climb community mm-hmm. go to the climb community and comment below how did what do you do to get inspired yeah. and share with the class and if you're not in the climb community go join the climb community and then go do that right Facebook.com slash group slash the climb community. Correct. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's what I got. So all right. And oh also right now, well actually this would be over by the time we're done. I was gonna announce a play for publisher, but that's gonna be over by the time this drops. So drop on by songwritingpro.com slash recap and let you know what we have going on, like the newest blog poster there. If we have any events going on, any stuff for members. Our newest artist insight report will be listed there that you can take a look at. I think currently we have, uh, let's see, we just had one with Keith Urban. Uh, we have different people going on. We dive into their their new um, their newest album and like break down the songs, the songwriters, the keys, the BPMs, all that stuff to kind of prep you if you want to write a song for Keith Urban, all that good stuff. So that's the songwritingpro.com slash recap. It's a fun place to go. That's all I got. Oh, right on. 
All right. Oh, and one final thing. This is completely separate from everything we've talked about today. But I just want to share this because I just listened to it. But uh, we've talked about Bob Lessitz before on the podcast. So he's got his own podcast and the new interview just dropped and it's like freaking Dan Huff. Oh, so whether you're from the rock community or you're from the country community, you're going to love this interview. It's like two and a half hours, man. And it's friggin' awesome. Oh, like, wow. uh, super, super interesting. Uh, cause if, you know, from the rock community, he came from giant, he did so many killer, killer recordings. He played a lot on that white snake record. He was a big, big session player. And then best friends with Mutt Lang. And then Mutt Lang's the one that kind of talked him into producing, you know? So well, super thank fun. you, Mutt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mutt. That with the world for many, you. many right. reasons. Oh, yeah. Anyway, this podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.